Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Convergence podcast. I had the opportunity to speak with the amazing Satish Kumar and deconstruct his approach towards concept art and life in general. We spoke about how he likes to break up his work into smaller goals and how he believes consistency and patience are some of the most important traits one can have as an artist. Unfortunately, the last 10 minutes of the conversation was lost due to a technical glitch, but there is so much that can be learned from this conversation, so I hope you stick around till the end. and satish was quite keen on having a really casual conversation so we move around from one topic to the next and it was quite fun getting to know his approach in general so yeah with that said let's get started anything to start first no i think we'll just continue where we left off before we started recording we, you you know you were talking about the i mean you were talking about the longevity in terms of having that kind of patience to stick with a project for too long and the way you you know you were dividing your projects into big medium and small term goals maybe you can just continue with that uh, okay um so how i used approach basically is um <clears throat> giving me a clear direction of like uh, what i want for a prolonged amount of time so for examples uh, i don't get much time uh, in my day uh, of uh, doing personal artworks so for example if i'm working for 8 to 10 hours per day uh then i may have like energy for like 2 to 3 hours so 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 for for example if i am uh having those 2 to 3 hours of amount of time then i try to do the daily sketches mm-hmm. so i may have like uh these uh short term goals uh where i i just like focus on uh, doing those daily sketches uh not worrying much about uh, the quality or uh, aiming for certain clients it's it's not like that it's just purely for me trying to explore have fun in your craft um then uh, then i try to uh, explore and experiment with the tools around us because uh, to to keep us going is like one thing i found interesting is like experimenting with different tools mm-hmm. it's not like oh i'm i'm going to stick with like just direct painting i i don't want to use 3d or i don't want to photo bash it's like it's kind of a cheat it's like <laughs> but people used to think like that so i i always like try to have fun with explore, exploring like different tools programs and see if any other tools that that i could adapt to my workflow for my professional uh, job or my like uh, even my for my uh, personal pieces so i try to have these short term goals where i just do these kind of stuff and this stuff doesn't like take me more than a week or something so yeah. i always like have like a, a weekly goal of uh, uh, doing um, like a daily sketches uh, of like minimum five sketches or six sketches um then publishing it by end of the week yeah so that is I've, like i i i noticed like after yeah. a point even though you were doing it in a casual manner so to speak where you weren't putting in too much of your energy into that and now so many people come across your work purely because of those daily sketches because you've been doing it for so long at this point and yeah uh, yeah i think i think that's a good really good point because uh, um most of my freelance clients like nowadays like they actually point to my daily sketches rather <laughs> than my like uh, finished keyframes or like finished project because uh, those daily sketches has like that energy because uh, uh because sometimes if we spend too much amount of time framing for perfections we may lose that uh, feeling and uh, 
we may lose that energy in our craft. So that's why I like, try to have like, oh, two to three hours. Like, what can I do in that two to three hours? Maybe for one day, I try to uh, uh, learn some programs. The next day, I try to put that program into the uh, context and like make some art out of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm happy because I just have like two to three hours in a day. And um, by end of the week, I try to have uh, five pieces. And I never worry about like, oh, if this piece is like looking really good or I never compare with any other artist to say like whether this is like a perfect quality, no. Uh, because I can do that in my professional job where I can just like uh, use 99% 3D and like make the quality so good. But in my personal pieces, that's why it's like all my personal pieces has like that more painterly. Uh, the other area where I, where I like have so much of love uh, for doing rough sketches and exploration stuff. Yeah. So. And it's quite evident in the work itself, like all of those daily sketches generally revolve around that mood and the light rather than trying to refine something. And I noticed yes. this one trend, you know, like after you had been uploading those for a little while, I started noticing a lot of other artists trying to mimic that daily sketch style, you know, where suddenly a lot of people were trying to imitate that mood or that lighting. But I don't know if they were able to capture that speed or essence that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's like, uh, see, again, it's like, uh, some people ask me where, uh, oh, whether you do you do this uh, piece in a day? No, it's not like that. It's like, uh, daily sketches mean it's like where I may spend uh, one or two hours in that piece mm -hmm. and I may come up the next day and do one or two hours. So for me, it's, it's about like that end of the week, I should have at least minimum of five to seven sketches. Yeah. So the first couple of days I may just explore the 3D and the next day I come and like just uh, paint over the 3D renders. So it's not like uh, I'm just spending a uh, uh, lot of time on that one piece. It's like me, oh, okay, I have like two hours. Can I just do a quick 3D mockup? The next day I come and like play with the lighting and color schemes. The next day I do a paint over. Okay. So by the end of the week, my goal is to have like five to seven pieces of uh, sketches where I can just like show to the community and share with the people. And um, because, uh, when, when, when we are, we are as like a freelancers, we need to put the content outside on a frequently and on a daily basis at least. That's true. So it's not me daily, uh, me doing like uh, awesome pieces on a, every day because I don't get much luxury of amount of time it's because I used to work for a minimum of uh, eight to 10 hours or not more than that uh, on my professional works and, uh, and having a family to my side is like, uh, I need to spend some time with them and um, so yeah, doing like these kind of daily sketches like gives me an idea. Oh, okay, this is looking really cool. Can we take that piece into a bigger project? Yeah. So that's where. Uh, so what I used to do is like take this short-term projects and uh, uh, make it a bit more uh, into mid-term projects of like having a timeline of a month and doing a series uh, of like a five to six keyframe on the on the same world. Uh, so this short-term projects really helped me and get inspired. Okay, okay, this sketch is like looking really cool. Can we take this sketch into a bigger projects or bigger ideas and start developing that projects? That's where uh, I pick uh, uh, some daily sketches and make them into a, a series of sketches. That's where I try to aim for uh, good quality because uh, uh, whatever I've learned during that short-term period, I try to put it into context and. Uh, uh, okay, this is where I set my workflow. If I want to do a certain amount of task for a client, this is how I going to approach. So it's me trying and failing during this short-term and mid-term, so short-term projects, and uh, setting my workflow, then putting that into a context. And um, 
I'm not sure like if we can share the screen over here. I mean the end podcast is just going to be audio so uh, we can always oh, okay. I, I'll be uh, sharing your work of course but my like <laughs> I, I didn't want to focus on the video side of things initially for the podcast I just wanted to let it be an audio experience maybe eventually I'll expand to video but of course I mean but it's but people, it's cool um sorry god yeah yeah I mean I was just curious because you were talking about that experimentation that you're doing at a smaller scale how often yeah our clients coming to you and asking for those quicker sketches rather than fully refined works because there's this mindset okay. that you need super refined work for clients and super sketchy stuff for your personal work how often does that switch okay it's yeah it's, it depends on the client uh, because sometimes uh, i work for a client where they want like other uh, qualities like more refined and polished uh because the trend is going on that direction but like that was like a client they asked me to do uh 15 to 20 thumbnails and uh just do one key art out of that because they want to see the ideas they want to see that loose and uh, having more uh energy in your ideas rather than making beautiful concepts mm-hmm. and that must so, bring you back to the ideal situation basically because you're doing what you enjoy yeah and because I, since i since i like uh, doing this daily sketches that uh, uh over the prompt of this like two years uh i can tackle that task easily because like uh, if i want to do that task in two to three hours so client asked me like 10 thumbnails or 20 thumbnails in a couple of days it's which i can do it because i have been doing that for years right now mm-hmm. it's like because it's going to be loose it's like i, I don't uh, bring any 3d or worry about the tools or something but it's me just like purely enjoying and like exploring the stuff so yeah it's end of the day uh, the requirements is based on the clients like what what are they looking for sometimes they look for ideas mm-hmm. if it's like early blue sky concepts uh, sometimes they uh, if everything is clear they want to find pieces then i need to uh, say you need to have like a proper workflow to take that exploration and like make it like more understandable and like more refined piece so that uh, the any any anyone can uh, uh like when they look at the art where anyone can understand like what is going on That's we need nice. to convey that story yeah and that muscle memory that you generated over the past 2 years or 3 years that helps in the speed i'm sure because i myself tried doing those daily sketches after getting inspired by your work but i wasn't able to get that finesse in it at all because my mindset was completely different at that point and then I was just trying to do like Satish Kumar type of daily sketches, you know, <laughs> and rather than thinking about what my daily sketches would look like, and that's a trap yeah, that's easy like, to fall into. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good good thing to say is like um, uh, my type of daily sketches is like not it's like uh, even Emil Sun has done who, the artist who does three sixty five days of sketches, right? Mm-hmm. It's like each each day he do a sketch that is like fully finished. Yeah, and uh, I'm not even that level. So for me, the daily sketches looks like where. uh end of the week i need to have five to six sketches like uh i i may or may not get the time of like for the first three days but the next three days i may be completely free right so i i, I spend my entire day doing personal pieces okay that's the flexibility so, that you get working freelance that you're able to recover that time later on yeah yeah it's like so maybe i i may be waiting for a client uh for giving me a feedback so during that time i may have like five to six hours okay i got six hours uh maybe i'll pick some ideas which i had previously and 
or like finding inspiration or like watching documentaries to get inspired or uh, to coming up with ideas. So I will be like too abstract, man. If you see my like daily sketches, like each each piece has like a different idea. <laughs> it's, it's not like I'm just doing for the same project. It's like it's completely random because that randomness is like what I really love because I can explore a lot of different areas and different genre. Yeah. It's not about like one. Maybe a client sees like clients approach me and say, oh, that sketches is like look, uh, it's, it's similar to our game. So, so that's what like we approach you right now. Uh, can you can you uh, are you available for like working with us? It's, uh, that's what I said, right? Uh, uh, they they go for those daily sketches and say like, oh, this mode is like looking really amazing and that uh, um, composition looking really good. And um, so yeah, it's like these daily sketches I particularly aim for uh, a certain goal I want to improve rather than like me making a perfect picture. Mm-hmm. If my uh, if my uh, the goal is to make a scene more epic, um, then I just like aim for that. Not okay. worrying about the colors or not worrying about uh, textures or something. Um, I but I, I try to aim for like perfect composition, which conveys that feeling. So each each artwork I particularly aim for uh, a, a particular goal. Like for example, I learn something new from other artist. Can I put that into context and like uh, make some pieces? So, so yeah, uh, man, definitely those uh, two years of daily sketches is like really uh, helped me to learn more and improve my craft for sure. And um, and putting putting the context uh, uh, out there frequently uh, really helps to uh, gain uh, uh, attention from more people. Uh, especially working as a freelance artist, you get noticed uh, uh, from from the community, and sometimes you never know like uh, who sees your artwork. Yeah, and uh, that's why I end up like getting more freelance uh, projects these days, um, like doing these type of daily sketches. And it's amazing, it actually. The, confidence. Yeah, I mean, apart from the confidence part that you were mentioning, it's also like the number of consecutive weeks you're able to generate these artworks. People start getting almost in awe of that consistency and speed. You know, I'm sure that momentum just keeps building bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's like. Uh, some, I know it's like there's like ups and downs over here because like at some point uh, I feel like uh, I'm not sure what to draw for this week. <laughs> so uh, that art block and um, then I just like just sit down and like just like throwing something out like go back to my three or four years old sketches and take that idea and like uh, use my current skill to the advantage and like do the artwork. So and also I, I try to like generate more ideas during this time it's like uh doing like doing a lot, lot of thumbnail sketches and uh, which even like don't even look really good but it's just me generating ideas maybe i sit down in a day uh not making the full picture but it's like i try to do two to three pages of thumbnail sketches to get an idea for the entire week okay so i i, I may i may really like five to six thumbnail sketches that i see uh pick Five sketches done. It's like that's that's it for that entire week. I got the idea. Now it's time for me the workflow. Right. So how can I uh, how can I finish this piece? Uh, what type of workflow can I do? Uh, can I experiment this in Blender? Can I experiment this in Noctane? So how much difference it has? Like what is the so all these experiments will give me a clear idea when I get a projects to work on from the client. And quite so often. So that's the main, main. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying, and quite often the ideas that you drew five years back or four years back, it's almost purer in a sense. It's not adulterated by influences from other artists and 
other sources it's like some genuine ideas that you had when you were younger and then bringing those into yeah, the true. current skill level has a different quality to it what do you think about that i think i think um, yeah it's, it's completely true because uh, like during that time your skill level is not that much good um, and um, the amount of uh, skills you improved uh, throughout these years and the knowledge you gained throughout these years is like totally different uh, but the idea which you had during that time is is pure and it's like uh, it has that energy still now and uh, you bring that and you combine your skill and it's like you make it into a piece like that's what i'm doing recently nowadays is like i i i i'm got bored of like uh, generating new ideas every day so like rather than that i'm going back to my old sketches <laughs> which i never even shared online uh, so i have like uh, hundreds of psds which i abandoned and i'm just like looking through that and like uh, oh, okay this looks cool okay now get back to the uh, like fun part of uh, experimenting with the 3d or vr or whatever tools we have right now and uh, making the craft and putting down and outside yeah man it's like again um, ex- experiment is like it's needed for definitely for sure and that will keep the momentum going and that's what i said right short term mid term is like where uh, you you pick your short term sketches and like uh, the ideas and develop that into a longer term projects you will never know you that may get developed into a personal ip or something yeah absolutely so in terms of long term what are you thinking of i do you have anything that's currently ongoing that you haven't shared much about yep uh, i have like a uh, one project which is which i've been doing for a very long time and uh, it's, it's i didn't like uh, take it to the next level because of the commitments on the the client works but i have a clear vision of what i want to do Mm-hmm. um i have i have my like uh, style guide i have my thumbnail sketches everything is like ready right now is like just the next part of executions of like uh, uh building the assets in 3d or like making it like a full project flexible projects or even like uh, do a um, kind of like a game kind of stuff a small oh, game wow. so uh and um so yeah i have like a small clear idea uh but yeah, again yeah i need to have some time So uh so if i jump into that and uh, uh sometimes due to commitments i i am just like trying to avoid or push back uh but yeah that's an excuse i would say mm-hmm. um uh but again i need to find time and uh do that stuff rather than me sometimes doing those daily sketches maybe i need to jump back to the long term project and like at least i can get one percentage uh uh improve that improve on that project uh so alongside that i'm learning other uh like for example if i want to convert that as like a small game so maybe i want to learn unreal engine or something so i'm doing that on my side so developing that skill uh, alongside um uh, because i uh, right now uh, i have that confidence of finishing that project uh, when i started out my skill was not that great okay and uh, so I, i just like had like a few thumbnail sketches ready and but i don't have like a particular work for workflow for that project when it started out uh, but right now i think uh, i have a clear directions of what i want to do uh, for that project maybe uh, i'll just start doing that from next year um so yeah even everything i just need to plan accordingly like how i need to um set my task for next months um uh, So yeah man uh dividing uh, dividing our uh, time into like short with long uh, which really helped me to achieve uh, more uh, doing like last two years and um yeah 
that's cool man great to get about get a bit of insight about that actually a lot of people don't realize that those kind of long term projects require such immense patience because you don't even know if it's going to work out at the end of those 6 year, uh, 6 months or one year time period so it's almost like a risk at the beginning even for me when i was yeah. starting my short film i had no idea what it's going to turn into and the reason i've been able to continue it for so long is because at first i didn't even know it's going to take this long you know so it's like mm-hmm. you just kind of dive into it and now you're talking about you want to build a game of your own you may think that it's 6 months but it might become two and a half years yes. or anything yeah, right, yeah. It's, 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 yeah it's anything it's like uh, that's when i actually experimented uh, of making a small keyframe then turning that into a keyframe into a, a game mm-hmm. so i already tried it out so it's it's worked out and uh, now i'm saying like what if we build that world because of the tools we learn nowadays is like it's like a lot of tools outside and it's completely free especially the unreal engine and pixels and stuff yeah so you now you all you, you have all the resources for you so it's time for me to put the effort and the time that's yeah. that's what needed so it's it's not about like uh, uh, i don't have the skill for that it's it's about me putting that time and effort into the craft it's it's like i'm not even thinking about the end goal it's like for me just like okay this is the next step i need to take if i achieve that i get a next vision for like what i want to do that's what you did for your project is like you didn't aim for like oh, okay this project may take for one year or two years it's me going to just do this one task mm-hmm. then once you completed that task it's, it's like you jump into next one so it starts building up and building up and you just like find more love towards that projects and like that keeps you excited for the next like at least like for a year year right now i mean like following that updates like whatever you posted in social media is like oh man it's like when i saw that poster is like oh it looks mm-hmm. like so good and it's like yeah he made it like i felt that he made it okay he he, he didn't give up and uh, again yeah it's like only few people can achieve uh, or work on a bigger projects uh that's so what like i as i said is like i can't do that uh because i i may lose that momentum if i just work on only one project no so definitely that's why i try to divide and uh, that's why i try to define uh, like define like a multiple categories of like timeline so it's that that keep me running basically yeah i think that momentum is quite an important thing because i i have the advantage because i'm working in house so i have that set schedule and that was the reason why i thought this would be a good time to start this film project because if i move to freelance at a later date i don't know what my schedule would be like at that time so i wanted to try out this experience early on and see how it goes yeah i think we can do again it's it's depends on the mindset i would say it's like even if we are working as a freelance artist i have seen many people who does like amazing uh, personal projects for them or like a short film absolutely uh, it's everything is like commitment i would say everything is commitment and confident you have in your craft it's like it's you're not aiming for the final picture it's like it's like just start like let it go um uh yeah we need to have that flow and never worry about like perfections all the time that's why it's like personal projects are like really really important as the professional projects like uh, these gives you a different uh, perspective for sure like working on a personal project like because you have that like passion and love this is what you want to do maybe uh, the subject matter you choose because um, which really resonates with you yeah that's true rather than you got like not like taking a random subject matter and doing a personal project is like it's a, a subject that really which resonates with you for like very long time yeah this is what i want to do for the rest of my career or this is what i want to do for the next 6 months and uh, and start creating artwork and uh, again when i was like 
I never like aim for like working for like certain games or like certain studios. Like I always like aim for like I want to create artwork on a daily basis on a consistent basis. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I fail, but it's like yeah, uh, sometimes uh, it's like I need to keep that momentum going. I'm sure. I mean, whatever you're doing seems to be working out great. So of course, that's what we know from the outside. We don't know what's internally happening. I was actually really yeah. curious to know because around two years back is basically when you popped up on the surface in a big manner. But I know you've been working for many years before that as well. You you've been working for about five six years, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think I started around uh, so around like uh, 2015 or 2016. Okay. Um, as like a professional artist. Um, and uh, i worked as like a freelancer first then jumped into a studio or a company and then i worked for that 10 months and like i came back i felt like it's like i didn't grow much so then i felt like i, I okay now it's time for me to uh, improve my skills so i quit the company and i came back home and set up my home for 10 months and built my portfolio Ooh. and jumped into uh, uh applied for different studios then i got into technical uh, where i worked for uh, games like stormling and that gave me a different perspective uh, uh of working for games mm-hmm. and uh in from there is like it's i worked over there for 3 years uh, before i quit that company mm-hmm. and uh, later on i moved into freelance and uh, now i'm been like working on many projects um So during these two years of uh, freelance, um, it's like working with multiple clients and working for for like multiple projects. Um, the one thing I really love about freelancers like uh, you you get a chance to work on different projects each week or each day. It's like okay, I I worked on one project for uh, today and next day you you woke up and like there's like a different project for you, and uh, that really excites me rather than like me trying to work for a Uh, one game or like one movie for like prolonged amount of time, and uh, few people really love uh, that part where they just immerse them into that one zone of like working on that one bigger projects. Yeah, which I which I worked on previously, but right now it's like uh, as a freelancer, I I get I get to choose like what kind of projects I want to work on and uh, what kind of client I need to work on. And uh, sometimes if, uh, if the project is like really exciting, and uh, I try to jump into that project for like at least three to six months. and you can put the team and i come back and uh, hope for different clients so that's the advantage of freelancer well you can choose what you want to work for and what what kind of client you want to work for and um, so yeah it's it's been like um 5 to 6 years as a pro- professional artist um and 3 to 4 years in studio and uh 2 to 3 years in um, as a freelancer right now oh that's amazing i'm i'm really happy to see that you've been able to make that transition and looking back i mean at that time when you you know you quit your company and you went back home for 10 months how difficult was it to make that choice because you have a steady paying job whether it's whether you're happy with the income or not it's at least some sort of stability and it requires some sort of risk and mindset to be able to quit a job just to develop your skills it's not something that everybody can do yeah i think <laughs> i did it twice so uh, so first time it was me Uh, I didn't love the job, so um, it was completely different uh, area, and I felt like, oh, this is the uh, time for me to quit because I didn't have much fun and joy uh, while working for that uh, studio or client. 
and um, I came back and I said like, okay, we have like, uh, um, I set myself for like a time limit. Okay, I'm going to give myself for like a minimum of 10 months to one year. I said like, um, that's the time limit. So I, I shouldn't exceed that. So I want to make five or six portfolio pieces. So each month I try to improve my craft on like wherever my big area, like maybe say, oh, this month I'm going to work on my composition skills. Next month I'm going to work on my color and values and stuff. Then third month is like put all the stuff into context and like make one or two pieces. So I have like a clear directions, like what I want to do. And I have like a, a really good background, family background support. And uh, uh, they said like, oh, okay, do whatever you want. And uh, we, we always will support you. And uh, I, I didn't worry about that time. That time there was not much family commitments for me. Uh, the first time I quit the company, it's like there was not much family commitments. So I had that risk to take. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like I had a good pay, but I did that because I didn't have that joy and fun in that work. So I said myself, like, if I, if you stay over here and you will be regulating this in five years or two years or three years, whatever it is. And um, so that's the time I did it. And uh, 10 months, I started applying it and I, I, I gave a test and I got hired. So that basically how I got hired is uh, during the 10 months, I did like uh, five to six portfolio pieces. Um, and uh, that one piece has like a similar kind of uh, vibe. Uh, which client expects because their game is also in the same zone okay. and similar style. So that's why I got hired. So yeah, that's again, I didn't expect that, but yeah, once I, when I, once I got into the company, that's a totally different perspective in the for three and uh, I worked for that game and uh, which I learned a lot about like how game works or like uh, what, what type of productions are there, how to interact with the team, how to communicate with the team members. Um, so after that, again, the same thing occurs where I felt like um, my growth got stopped Okay. because I've been, I've been idle for some time. There was no project. So I felt like, you know, it's time to go because if you are like being idle, because again, if you're working in a studio, if you have been idle, sometimes studio pays you even if you're idle. Yeah, that's true. So especially in outsourcing studio and um, um so I felt like my craft is going down and I didn't have, again, the same instinct where I felt like I didn't have fun or joy because there is no project to work on. And sometimes I may get a project which I never really like. So for example, I'm, uh, I want to work more for the AAA games and I may get like some kind of stylized project. Mm-hmm. So I said like, oh, well, this is not what I want to do. And uh, then I slowly said like myself like, okay, <laughs> next i'm going to repeat the same stuff <laughs> time to take the risk again the company. yeah time to take the risk again but this time it's like it's really a bigger risk for me because uh, um there was like more family commitments and stuff uh, mm-hmm. during this time uh, but again it's like if you're not taking risk like you won't you won't grow, like grow actually and uh, if you if you see only the money part you may lose that fun and joy like why you started this at first place yeah, it's like uh, we as like an artist uh, when we got uh, started painting or like uh, we used to like sit in front of a computer for sixteen hours, twenty hours, and never like worry about the time. But it's like we had that fun, and but when you go into professional zone, it's like you felt like oh, you may work just for money cause, right? It's like I felt like oh, I shouldn't go in that direction just because I want the money. I said like I can make money myself. 
so i said like myself like yeah, i'm going to take this risk come back i never know what i what project i want i'm going to work on or what client i'm going to work on i never did like a, pro, a freelance in a professional way uh, previously i used to work freelance for my friends uh, getting few commissions but not seriously into that so it's really completely bigger risk for me but uh, i came back and like said like okay uh, that's where i started to put more content content into the social media started doing those daily sketches which really helped me to get noticed uh, um that's why i took seriously okay put the context because when you're going into freelance um um you have to find the job right yeah. uh, so that's why i's like i i try to put my works in all the platforms especially on station or like instagram or facebook i try to throw my works every week and sometimes your works may get shared by someone and uh, either our directors or someone get uh, see get a, get a chance to see your work and uh, they may they may see your works that after a few months and uh, like uh, you have been doing the uh, same type of stuff again and again they may see your works again oh, okay this guy has been like more consistent in like uh, what he is doing and uh, sometimes they never again it's like in my uh, experience they never see the Uh, the quality or something is like they see like if you are like potential to do the job and if you have that energy to do the job like if i give this guy a task whether he's like capable of like taking that and achieving it it's like all those like feedbacks and other stuff we can like polish based on the feedback like our directions so it's it's that potential is like what they are most of the clients they look for okay this guy is like more consistent this guy is like kept improving his craft so that's what i did that i ended up like working for bigger games uh slowly again i didn't aim for that and uh, i got a chance to work on bigger games uh, which i which never which never which i never dreamt of and um then that's where i started to interact with more people uh and uh, got to learn from them uh for sure especially uh, one pressure press team is like uh is one of the best uh, team I, i i got a chance to meet uh, and many others they they were genuine and humble to help me along the way and um, that's what i felt like i need to give back to the community right now that's why i, I i'm teaching right now yeah. because they helped me and um, and and now it's like i'm at a like certain skill where i can teach uh, a beginner or mid level artist uh, to share my experience or like how i approach and uh, what are the things you just need to think about um so yeah man uh, that's that's mostly uh, uh, like the last uh, few years it's been a pretty quick rise i feel and especially when you say you start interacting with artists from one pixel brush and other artists of that caliber and level you start developing not only the skill sets but also the mindset and the way they are approaching problem solving and that's where the real challenge lies because at any given point the more you keep painting you will eventually start developing those skills but then the how and why of the way you approach a particular problem that is something that you can only learn through really good or deeper experiences and from people of that skill yeah it's like we we always like tend to see uh, uh their uh, success but we never try to see their weakness or like failure right yeah. like every everyone just fail like uh uh when we try to uh, see their uh, uh work getting feedbacks and multiple times even though it's like they are at like a bigger level than us okay these guys also like uh, uh go through those moments it's not about like uh, they always make a pretty good picture 
we always even like fail so seeing that is like really motivates us to push forward like never worry never worry about like failing at anything it's so, like you need to have that uh, that energy and uh, desire to like push your skills to the next level and uh, when you see like your peers is like working hard you actually motivate yourself rather than like being lazy because i i i when i started out uh, working for bigger projects it's like uh, there have been like the sleepless nights because i don't have that skill level mm-hmm. but i tried to i did put that work because i need to do it and uh, if i couldn't do it they they would easily fire me and uh, so uh, since uh, it's like it's one of the amazing projects i need to like uh, keep me going so for that i need to learn as much as i want and uh, um, like learn the program i even like learn the program in like a one or two days i spent like two sleepless nights where i just like uh, try to solve the problems how can i like solve this problem in like one day so i figured it out everything in online getting help from the co-artist and like and uh, so yeah we need to have that competition mind and uh, we need to be like more supportive rather than like oh okay i uh, in especially in opb uh, we used to share our knowledge with the other artist so if there's like a tips okay this is how i did this one so we they used to share that workflows and uh, uh then we may <laughs> approach that way so mm-hmm. for example if i get a task uh, uh, if the the other artist get the same task which he could complete in 10 hours if i'm taking 20 hours i'm i may doing something wrong or uh, okay then i going to interact with the artist he he says like okay this is how i approached uh, the particular task these are the tools i used then then i'm going to use the same thing because it's like it's taking less time and it's it's the quality is really good and i try to learn that way and um, so yeah my hand having a, like a, a same minded people around you is like as much as important as that was it was it intimidating for you coming from a situation where you basically been either working on certain stylized projects that you're not too big a fan of or some kind of projects that you're not so passionate about and directly jumping on to something like the last of us part 2 not only the weight of the project but also working alongside such experienced art directors and artists what was your experience at that time man it's like i never expected that like uh, when i received a mail uh, and it's like uh, shady mentioned um, it's last of us is like oh, okay <laughs> i never expected <laughs> that is that <laughs> it's a shock but it's also is like the quality level they expect the the amount of detail in detail in terms of like why certain things work certain way it's not about like uh, uh detail is everywhere it's like detail it's like it, it need have that meaning and uh, the quality the concept quality is like kind of uh, kind of like a end game quality and uh, they make sure to have that and uh, that's the benchmark and uh, man I, i i just like spend like a lot of time uh all days like try to get to the quality because my 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 uh style is like somewhat like more painterly and there is like more real estate and yeah. uh, to even get into that zone it took me a while and but i but uh i am really like grateful like for shady and the team because they really shaped me and uh, okay uh, give it a try one more try and like try to push your skills like this is what we need to do for a certain amount of task they they like sat with me and like said like this is how we approach and to have like that kind of a director and like a team like uh, there's all the other artists like Jad Sabur Simon Skepner they like uh, we used to do a hangouts and they used to share like this is how we approached it this is how you can like tackle this problem 
and uh, yeah it's like everything is like more teamwork man and uh, so when i when i get like one or two tasks done then i i got that confident built okay this is how i need to like approach each each task and um, and again it's like uh, it's not like that easy because like each task has this one uh drawback for me because like okay now this task how can i approach that because i may get uh, uh comfortable with the production sketches and then I, i need to work on the keyframe then suddenly a different uh benchmark quality and stuff so everything is like a biggest learning experience for me uh, in that one year I, again it's like this i got a chance to work on that game for the end of the game it's like mostly last one year or 10 months okay um but it's like amazing experience man to get a, a notes from our directors like john sweeney and uh, uh sherry safari is like uh, it's a dream come to from me and um learned a lot and uh, and it's again as i said earlier the the team you work with and the artists around you they really shape you and motivate you to push further and rather than like oh, okay this is done no we can push it further and they try to try to give more feedbacks and make it like uh, finish the work and when you see the version 1 and version 5 or version 6 and it's like so holy shit yeah this is amazing and there's a certain uh, reason why I, those iterations happen and the way they are building yeah, up yeah iterations happen yeah iterations happens like why certain things why certain material work that way and how can you go uh, um the storytelling experts and uh, and that was some time is like they even like uh, cared about uh, small tiny details which you never even like see it in the game but it's like they they, they pay more attention to that and uh, uh, those are the stuff that really ask, made me to ask more questions like uh, like see how much effort they putting into their craft that love uh, so i need to i need to take that uh, uh, as i take away and like i need to put that into my personal work or any other client i'm working on so give my best and um, I'm, i may fail at some point but it's like uh, that's a take away from that uh, project i worked on is like uh, put put hand up presentation to your craft and uh, uh, be more supportive and help uh, each other uh, yeah man it's like one of the one of the best project i work uh, i got a chance to work on and a best team to work along with and uh, the entire team is like really really supportive and um, helpful and uh, again it's like i didn't like uh, aim to work for that project because yeah, I was like lucky uh, when I when I got into OBBA. That was like the last of us is is going on, and, uh, and he gave me a, a chance to work on. Yeah, everything is goes to great goes to share. You know? yeah. That's awesome. I was really happy to see. I actually I came across your name in the project during one of Shadi's <laughs> podcasts, and I think I had messaged you at that time that I'd heard your yeah. name there, and I was like really happy to see that you were you know taken that risk and it was rewarded obviously, and. More yeah, than like more. I didn't like publish it anywhere. Like I'm working for this project because yeah. uh, I, I'm not a guy that like uh, try to uh, say okay, I'm working on this big project. Or, uh, I don't do that. Like mm-hmm. okay, I just like even kept it secret. Like <laughs> <laughs> for like one one year, and uh, even my close friends they don't know. And uh, it's like yeah, it's it's a project, and um, I want to be part of it. And yeah, man, it's like a totally rewarding experience uh, for sure. I think the biggest takeaway for me from your experience in fact was that a lot of people try to you know reach out to me or like so many other artists that if you're in a country where that art industry or the game industry is not that developed will you ever even get a chance to work on such projects and when more and more people start getting to that point 
it kind of breaks that glass ceiling and it shows people that yes it is possible to work on some of the biggest projects yeah it's 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 uh, again as i said earlier i didn't aim for to work for this project it's like me i i aim for to like create artwork uh, on a daily basis and i need to have that fun going and let the project come to you and let the money comes to you rather than like worrying about those stuff first yeah and uh, do your own part do your effort uh, let the rest comes to you and that's what i did it's like i didn't chase for the titles basically i didn't chase for the clients and uh, i did myself like of doing that daily sketches on a consistent basis and like uh, the the clients approached me and uh, eventually yeah it's like it's all your efforts pays you one by one and um, that's where you felt like even even then it's like i i i kept on going with that daily sketches even when i'm working for lost of spot too it's like i kept on improving my craft on a daily basis because uh, sometimes i may love different genre or, uh, i want to do that painterliness so that is like uh, that's where i uh, i i find my joy so i i keep doing that till now uh, and um, so yeah man it's like uh, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. totally good good couple of years is like uh, coming into freelance and then learning a lot especially uh, on the management side or um, dealing with clients and talking with many people especially networking is like again networking is one of the key part i would say absolutely yeah uh, uh, in freelance or any any other you uh, know studio job is like you need to talk with people and get to know about them and like learn like see their uh, journey and experience and uh, uh, even if you try to take one or key points from them that would be useful for your journey then do it and uh, interact with as many as people as possible and uh, it's it's a small small community man it's like um, and share knowledge with other people and be humble especially be humble like ready to take critiques um accept critique and um, yeah that's one of the hardest thing many people they don't do is like uh, when people give critiques like oh they say like oh I, it's already good man i just like just like want to show you this it's like when we give critiques like there are not not, not many people are ready to accept that um that's true and like talking about that networking part of it it's it's about breaking that mindset that you don't network only if you're a freelancer you need to network whether you're a student whether you're a in-house studio artist it's networking is just talking to people it's like not that complicated a thing sometimes just that whole weight of the word networking starts putting people off or starts scaring people yeah. away Yeah, it's like uh, might be if you're working in a studio or it's like if you're a student, like trying to attend an event, like especially um, like uh, events like THU or like any other events that goes around as like going there and meeting people and like seeing their experience and seeing their journey that uh, actually motivates us to push forward basically. Yeah. And uh, that's why networking is not about like getting to know about them, but uh, it's, it's all also about like how they traveled through these years like what are the struggles they faced or like uh, so certain how they approached the certain problems they may they may be humble to share their experience experience with you and uh, that will give you a clear idea but which you never uh, imagine like oh okay this is how he approached it so so yeah, the networking is like, again is like uh, it's like equally as important as your skill level uh, you can't just like only like uh, working on a craft um, but it's as a sequel as like you, you just need to talk with people and interact with people and uh, yeah you never know like sometimes they may recommend you for like certain projects 
Yeah, definitely. So I that's mean, why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy who does a really good job. Like, can you see a portfolio? Because uh, when I'm working on technicals, like I, I, I actually share the many uh, portfolio uh, with my art director and say like, oh, this guy is really cool. Can you mm-hmm. take a look at that? Because like he interacted with me because they, especially during these times, we have a lot of artists. Uh, if you think like that, that artist has like a skill and a potential to do the job, then like you. You would be like ready to help them, and we need. You, he need to be like more humble, and he but it's like uh, if he is like humble and like uh, his work is really good, it's like uh, we can recommend him. Or like you never know if you may get a, ja- a chance to work on a certain type of projects, and um, yeah, and having that kind type of community is like um, really important. I have seen like many people doing that, man. Especially THU is like one of the really really amazing platform. Absolutely, uh, like Box Expo. Lightbox Expo is like really good. Like it's like they are like meeting people around the world. It's like just for one dollar, man. It's like yeah. I mean, I was absolutely mind blown when I saw the prices. And the funny thing is, like, so I I was in one of the Discord channels during Lightbox Expo, and I was just interacting with random artists from all around the world. I had no idea who they were, and then suddenly Bobby Chu appears in that chat box, and yeah. it it was like such an interesting experience because. all of us were like really in awe for a second and then when that shock wears out you start talking to the person as a regular human being basically then you really start getting that feeling back of being in an expo even though it's in an online f- format and that that thrill and that rush of interacting with other artists that you've never met is something that can't be beaten i feel because every time you meet a new artist you learn a new journey you learn a new process and you just get inspired in a different manner yeah. yeah it's like that's what like keeps us grinding i would say um because uh it's like frequently as an artist like like then and now we get like burned down and uh, we don't know like oh, okay what i want to do next then you meet new people and see that may spark an idea or inspire you to do okay let me take go into this direction for some time so it's just, It's like that, man. It's like it's it's never be going on be like a linear path. It's it's always like ups and downs for sure. And uh, networking will like uh, keep us going and interacting with people. It's like gives a new perspective of uh, approaching things. Basically, uh, that's what I I think uh, as as equal as like the skill level or as or as equal as like learning new things. Uh, talking with people is like one of the most crucial things. Like having a small uh, group of people around you always is like. Um, important aspects for our career right that's true and like you mentioned about you know sharing your knowledge and insights that you've gained i remember after the game had come out last of us 2 that is john sweeney had shared some of his art direction notes on instagram and yeah that was so so fascinating to see because as somebody who's not part of that studio or project getting to learn another art director a very senior artist in the industry's mindset and the way they are approaching to break down those complicated problems it's something that so much so many people can learn from that and yeah, even if it's on a yeah. you know even if the, what i felt was even if it's in a different style that you may be working on currently that problem solving techniques can be applied to any kind of work it's true it's it's, it's not about like uh, the quality or something it's like it's all it's always about the skeletal structure we can take the skeletal structure and put that into our area like maybe okay this is why they did it certain way so okay then i can just like for example we can take about uh, 
uh, that big, medium, small concepts or like arranging things in space or something like that. Like it, it applies for everything, right? It's not only applies for real estate game or something. It's like universal stuff. So that like seeing a style guide is like you see it played that's why they did it. And uh, that's why, like for example, uh, in, in that game is like they designed that overgrown stuff. It's not about like, it's not overgrown everywhere. Yeah. They need to think about like the player traversal, like, uh, and, uh, and all those key elements, like how they design that overgrown shapes. It's like, it's, it's like when I see that stuff, that kind of stuff is like, uh, it's like really mind blowing. And uh, they, uh, that's why it's like, that's the attention to detail, I would say. It's like, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, Johnson is like one of legend and like our direction, uh, he gave that game is like so good. And, um, learned a lot from him and we used to get a brief from him and <laughs> and so yeah it's, it's really really amazing for me personally after a lot of you artists had shared the work as well as the 3d artists and material artists one thing that really stuck out to me was the line drawing concepts that you guys had done because generally oh, yeah. when we associate the naughty dog concept art style you think about that really beautiful lighting and really realistic looking concepts and the moment I saw the line drawings, that's when I could see the design breakdown within that, you know, that was like a, yeah. that was almost like a wireframe or an x-ray version of what the painting would be like. And that was really something that I could yeah. learn a lot from. Yeah. It's like, actually, um, again, uh, those sketches are really, really, it's like kind of like a production sketches where it helps a 3D artist to understand uh, how certain things where that space is like uh, most of my, sometimes it may be like a set dressing stuff and uh, yeah it need to be like quick and uh, so yeah we um, the team came up with like few process for that and uh, we try to stick with that certain workflow to create that and um, yeah it need to be quick again it's not like making beautiful picture it's like again solving the problems uh, for 3d artist mm -hmm. to take see that uh, sketches and like uh, put that into the game and um, yeah, it's like, again, I really enjoyed that because I, I only got a chance to work on those production sketches area, not oh. making because they have been working on that game for like three, four years. I will be one picture and uh, I went at like the last uh, period of time for one year and uh, those times it's mostly uh, production sketches and all the stuff, sometimes paint over the screenshot render of the game and um, uh, they try to finish it to the extreme. Like they, they kind of like, uh, do multiple changes and um, so yeah sometimes we people never see all these kind of stuff they always like go for that uh, keyframes and beautiful pictures right it's like yeah. these uh, works also is like as equal and unimportant and a um, lot of works has been uh, went through that part for sure are you allowed to talk about a bit more about the process in terms of how long were the turnaround periods what were the techniques that were used to generate those quality of results I think uh, the turnaround period is like it's kind of like uh, 12, 12 to 16 hours time okay. period and uh, it need to be like quick again uh, and that's why it's like we went for grayscale and uh, not making uh, even the color images for that and um, and the technique is pretty simple like uh, we, we we got a, like a basic block out, uh, level block out from Naughty Dog and uh, and and later on, like uh, we get we get a brief alongside that, and uh, we need to do a quick three D mockup and get like a, a couple of versions to uh, go for like internal approval, and, uh, and then we 
for intent in terms of techniques it's simple as like blender plus freestyle rendering uh getting the line drawing and like putting that and again it's like it's it's the meat doesn't like stop over there we try to include the uh, photo bashing on top of that to get like a small details or like even draw on top of that because you already have like a really good solid base mm -hmm. and um, um, working on 3D uh, why we did that is like it's it's easy for us to uh, make changes right and um, and we uh, we again it's like like Naughty Dog gave us like a really good uh, base block out uh, kind of like a level design block out it's it sets a clear track, but it's like again, we need to uh, we need to understand the story, what happened over there, and uh, then based on that, we need to uh, we need to work on that part. And also, um, in terms of uh, techniques, it's basically simple. Like, and we use Blender, and it's it's up to us. Uh, it's not like restricted to what program. And mm -hmm. we uh, it's like I used Blender and uh, used a freestyle rendering, and um, and more of a paint over on top of that. It's not like, uh, it's not everything figured out in 3D. It's like, yeah, sometimes we use 80% of 3D for interiors, 20% um, of uh, paint over and photo bashing stuff. Um, again, it's not a strict rule. Yeah, it uh, keeps, keeps rating. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sometimes even in the same team, like some artists approached 100% in 3D. It's like, Ooh, they okay. just like collect kind of, kind of the stuff or uh, do the subtle uh, grading uh, on like speed tweaks uh, in Photoshop. So, so it's, it, end of the day, the, the final result is what matters the most. Absolutely. I think that combination yeah. of subtle hand-drawn lines on top of the freestyle render gave a pretty beautiful result because it didn't feel too static in terms of like a raw line work. There was some yeah. artistic quality on top of that. and. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty nice. Oh yeah, that's that's the main thing. That's the main thing because we we make sure to have like that su suggestive details. Like for example, there's like a hanging cable or like some kind of a, a crack or like worn out some kind of materials. Then we just like go and like draw on top of that. Like be more suggestive. Like don't try that to do it in three like do it just like by hand. So that that creates like that artistic quality for that and. Um, that's what I really enjoyed that. Like, even though you build the set in 3D and something like then come back to 2D and uh, use the fundamentals and be more suggestive to suggestive details or like the material properties and uh, even like uh, getting the the look and feel like we just use some photo bashing stuff, like the decals of like uh, leakage decals or something. So we use whatever photos to uh, bring that details. So yeah, man, it's like it's a combination of all the stuff like photo bashing, 3D and uh, 2D drawn and drawn for those uh, concepts. That's awesome. It's almost like when you start describing the process after a point, it feels pretty standard compared to what everyone does nowadays. But then it's about the kind of visual library that you've developed prior to doing these concepts, which is what actually gives that result. And yeah, it's yeah. Like I learned a lot of things in that area where uh, how each each material behaves or like uh, how each uh, materials like uh, break and uh, so that was like another few important stuff to understand like it's not like we are breaking everywhere or like doing like abundant stuff uh, but like oh for example how does a glass break or how does a wood break and uh, so understanding and finding a real world material reference and um, or how does the snow uh, 
uh, let's say it's on top of uh, certain elements like uh, then understanding about the subject matter and designing those shapes so everything is like so equally important and um, uh, again it's like as i said earlier it's like i have learned a ton during the projects and uh, so those skills and they will surely help me to uh, do more concepts and more in future mm-hmm. or more projects and now you've used and now you've used these skills that you've been learning on such big projects and you started yeah. mentoring students yourself how has that transition been like from somebody who was learning from online courses and basically learning from other people a couple of years back now you've switched to the other side how has that been for you yes uh, teaching is really good again it's like i have been doing it for uh, 2 years right now uh, i started teaching around like uh, not even two years it's been one year uh, and um, so it's again it's like i'm i'm not like teaching that uh, technical stuff most of the time it's me teaching that foundation of like uh, designing the shapes or composition or thinking about the color and mood so why we choose certain amount of colors or like certain colors or uh, why we go for certain uh, mood so everything is like that foundation i'm 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 focusing more on that because technical stuff i i feel like there are a lot of technical tutorials it's out there already and that's why uh, most of my classes which like i focus on the foundation area be more sketch uh, sketchy or like more painterly and like try to figure out your foundations first like try to design your shapes and um, uh yeah I, i again i have a technical side of teaching too like showing some my, some of my workflows and um and uh, teaching some 3d softwares uh but again yeah my main focus is on the foundations and um people people uh, i feel like people nowadays is like they jump straight into 3d and mm-hmm. um they never know why they are in certain elements in certain way and uh, all those stuff comes from that foundations that's why is like uh, foundation is like really really important uh, um, so doing either you can do a graphic sketching or something to understand uh, the shapes or um, uh, those those kind of uh, knowledge will surely help you to do when you are building your stuff in 3d because um, if you don't have that graphic uh, stuff in your mind you got you can you can have whatever resources out there like pixels because people make people have always have the resources but they fail to make a good picture because they don't understand like that uh, that foundations properly so i felt like okay i need to go and like um, and teach that to the students out there and people who approach me like oh, do you are you available for like a uh, mentorship sometimes i i try to do one on one mentorship mm-hmm. um with artist so i i did that for like many months uh until I, unless i officially announced outside is like i i have just made a lot of one on one mentorship because like i i eventually want to um get better at teaching because teaching is also requires more skill it's it's not like everybody can teach is like it took me a, a like at least a minimum of 6 months to get confident and uh uh know like what i'm teaching to the student and uh, so once i get confident i said like okay now it's time for me to like bring more student in my class and okay. um, that's where i officially announced and uh, so it's it's for me it's it's about uh, the progress 
not about like many predictions. Like my, I, I always like tell my students like if you are starting week one, like uh, see your work in week one and week four. Like what is the comparisons? Like how, whether you've grown up or not. Like never like compare with like uh, other artists who has like more mileage than you. Uh, you need to compare yourself like where you are yesterday and like where you are right now. And uh, that's what uh, like my the class focuses like about. If I have like ten students in the class and I, I try to ask them like uh, share your works right now. So end of the class we need to see that and compare like how you, how much effort you put into it. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's been it's been really good, especially uh, I've been updating myself uh, on a regular basis when I'm when I'm teaching and. Uh, um, also, uh, I make sure uh, whatever I'm like sharing with the students is like it's it's real, uh, it's informative and it's uh, uh, useful for them. And um, and again, yeah, it's like uh, people like sometimes they ask like, oh, how you, how you approach these images? Then I try to break it down. And like I know I again teaching is like it's not about me uh, doing like a, a software breakdown or something like that. It's like mm -hmm. me trying like okay, this is how I approach an image or this is how I uh, use these tools to achieve the certain uh, workflow or effects or something. Um, yeah, it's it's for me the classes will be like more uh, interactive rather than me doing like a, a pre-recorded tutorial or something. That it's, it'll be like more live demos. It's like they try to ask me and like ask questions as much as possible, like why you did that right now, uh, why you made a certain decisions. Then I just pass that moment and I explain them like this is why I did it. And um, and again, like live demos is like I found it like more interesting rather than like recording the stuff. It shouldn't how, be like a time lapse. How yeah. hard is it to teach complete beginners as compared to somebody who has a certain amount of experience? Um, yeah, I think um, complete beginners, uh, I would say, is like people never used Photoshop and uh, people never drawn before digitally. Mm -hmm. Then that's really hard for me to teach. It's like they have like a, they need to have like a certain mileage. Okay. Uh, the people who started with the concept art or like illustration, whatever, and uh, they, they need to know the basic tools. So then it's easy for me to jump into the subject matter rather than like, oh, okay, this is how you flip the canvas or this is how you change the brush settings. Okay. And that really, it's really bad. It's like, so I have like at least a requirement. Uh, so, so whenever I, I like uh, teach someone, I try to see their portfolio, what level they are in. So if they are like at a very, very beginning, then I, I say, to them frankly uh like can you like go to these these courses and like do uh online courses or like something in youtube like try to spend some moment of time to learn these craft before jump coming to the mentorship it's, it's not i'm always like aiming for uh like money-minded whereas like oh, okay pay me so that i can teach you whatever mm -hmm. i want so yeah they say them like oh no you are up, not up to this mark I, I at least need an artist who know something about the industry, know something about concept art, but they can't see the growth or they can't improve themselves. They need someone to guide them. So that's why it's like always the portfolio requirement is like needed whenever I teach someone, I ask them to send their portfolio. They say like, oh, okay, this is my current skill level. Okay. Uh, and also I'd say like, if I'm teaching someone, um, if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one mentorship, like they come to me and say like, uh, I want to improve my, uh, this area in my craft so so i then i like i focus more on that rather than teaching everything okay yeah that makes sense because so, 
some sort of ground level basic understanding definitely needs to be there not only for you teaching them but even for them to be able to get the most out of what you're teaching them because if they're it's true they need to be yeah. at a certain level to be able to grasp that knowledge as well right yeah otherwise it's like it's again it's like waste of time for me and also waste of money for them it's like uh, they can they can learn all those stuff in like free content on youtube like a lot of resources out there is like they don't want to pay me like huge amount of money and uh, uh, they can't even understand this like right uh, it's like i go for the portfolio requirement check then say them like okay i can't teach this guy because he's a, like okay he is like weaker at this area then i need to focus for him on that area so when i'm doing a group classes we have like a different mileage and different a group of artists uh they are they have like different experience and skill set so so i focus on like for example uh some artists they have like a really graphic good uh graphic sense but they may be really weak at 3d mm-hmm. then i try to show them like uh the 3d part so that they can improve their work to the take take their work to the next level and uh, so everything, everything is based on like uh uh specific goal rather than like uh, me trying to teach like stuff this graphic composition that you keep talking about as well as keep demonstrating in your work all the time was that something that you picked up from somebody else or was it something that you just kept developing to a point where now it's almost like your work is known for that graphic composition uh okay um i think um again yeah it's it's like getting inspired from different artists i would say uh, like either jama or aidan or nick jenrocks all the naughty dog guys like shadi safari uh, they always like see that graphic shapes and mm-hmm. uh, that's where i i get inspired and uh, and i just like uh, took my uh, portfolio in that direction so it's different definitely uh, uh, i am influenced from from those artists and, uh, and there are a lot of uh, different artists too it's like um, but eventually then i's like when you when you when you get a base then it's like you slowly start working on the craft then uh, you are you have your own style that okay it's like then you put your own thoughts into it like okay i learned something from them now how can i take that and like uh uh way the approach it in a way that i really like so because it's like it's not i'm 100% sticking to their workflows because i tried it i failed at it uh, sometimes it never resonates with me okay so, so i i try to like experiment multiple ways or multiple styles then i see which one i really enjoy the most mm-hmm. then i move in that directions then over the period of time i may find my own inner voice and like find my own style yeah so yeah it's like starting point we definitely have someone to right. learn from or get inspired from then then like over the period of amount of time is like you try to put your own thoughts into it then yeah man definitely yeah that process of elimination is so important right where you're learning you can learn so many techniques from a lot of people but what really applies to you or resonates with you in terms of the way you work that's quite important because suppose if you look at an exceptionally good 3d concept artist it the work obviously looks good and works really well but if a person is not that interested in 3d just simply forcing yourself to do 3d just because that work looks good is not the right way to go yeah it's true so because like uh, i think uh, in my experience uh, i still remember this moment uh, when i started my career i tried to follow james bake and uh, i tried to do the 
thumbnails like how he did it mm-hmm. then uh, <coughs> because because of the experience and the knowledge he has and uh, he could nail it down and uh, i couldn't do it and uh, after one year of like doing the same stuff i said like okay this is not working for me i couldn't do that particular style or approach in that way then i i went back and like looked at like looked to different artists and i tried their workflow and their way of approaching the concepts then at some point i said like oh yeah this clicks for me this is where i'm going to approach it so yeah so yeah we need to try and experiment that's why uh, uh we need to do a lot of sketches and mm-hmm. uh, to see what works for us that's true. as i said like that short term goal like this is where you're going to experiment a lot yeah it's like you don't yeah, value that work in terms of the result too much it's more about trying out stuff testing out breaking stuff yeah it's like so so even like sometimes we can under, uh, like um, uh take a look at their works and like uh, so for example if you have seen some images in artstation and uh, uh oh that lo- that image looks really cool like then you try to take that and break it down why it looks so cool and uh, um see and like analyze the process of that artist if you can see the breakdown of their works so Oh, this is how he starts with an idea, then do some thumbnails and like do build three D. Or sometimes even artists never use they never use three D. They do it everything in like two D itself. And uh, so yeah, uh, break breaking down into chunks is always important. Man, it's like I did that in my career. Uh, as I said earlier, um, I used to approach uh, the main reason I went for like uh, breaking down into graphic composition is because uh, I try to do my pieces. um kind of like a, a one go like saying like values lighting everything then at some point i felt like i couldn't improve my craft mm-hmm. that's where i felt like okay i need to break it down into chunks and say like i need to focus on the composition and design first if i, I if i could nail down that part first then i can jump into uh lighting and value and color and once i'm getting comfortable with that those two areas that i can just jump into 3d so i try to break it down into chunks so that it's easy easily digestible for me uh, because when i saw james beck he he could do it like more easily because he has that mileage and experience yeah so so that's where we need to see where our weaknesses and try to analyze that and uh, take some time to reflect on that and see how you how you could approach it and uh, so i did it that way of like breaking down into chunks of each area and like try to get better at each area like maybe i i, I may say like okay next two weeks i'm going to focus on this one area so nothing else even like for example if you say uh you are like uh, learning about colors so on the board uh then my main goal is about that not about composition okay if even my composition sucks i never worry about so i i always like worry about like okay this is my story whether my color and mood conveys that mm-hmm. so yeah if it if it does then it's like a successful image for me so so yeah that's interesting breaking down into chunks is like one of the key important that's what i used to teach my students where uh, i always like break down into chunks of like okay first get good at design and the composition once once you get a confident on that then add the next stuff it's kind of like sandwiching basically yeah I had a very similar experience early on like 7 8 years back when Feng Zhu was one of the earliest concept artists whose work I had come across and brought me into the industry and he's basically a master of that perspective draw through and line work yeah. so 
at that time i obviously had no skill in that area at all when i would try to draw the way he was drawing it felt so effortless the way he was basically throwing these lines around and in a matter of half an hour or 10 minutes sometimes <laughs> there, there's like a whole spaceship ready or an environment ready and it's so hard to achieve that quality without that level of repetitive practice and deconstruction so I, i think that's why is like uh, schools like fcd brainstorm they give you like intense amount of work there there are like there are like two two group of people i would say it's like one is like quantity one is quality right it's like both i would say is like both are important because if you say if you go for always the quality it's like you may end up like losing that uh, that energy or like something like go oh, you are aiming for perfections not for like the stuff like there's another group of people where they like do hundred sketches They but you actually get better but they never finish yeah. anything that's also a mistake i feel where yeah that's they... that's also a mistake where yeah it's like they always like do uh, just for like for example you can say this is a time period where like people do it for like likes and comments right yep. it's like oh, okay i did like two sketches i did it in two hours they say like oh i did this in two hours like that's a you you get a immediate response from a social media and say like oh this looks awesome but they never they never address that uh uh address that uh, that um the what what is not working for them and uh, why why does it like uh, some sometimes for them it may looks like it's finished but when other artists take a look at that like oh okay he could have improved on that yeah. so we need to have that find a balance between the quantity and the quality i would say it's like uh, um so that's why it's like i said like short term mid term right this like short term is like i never worry about the perfections but the mid term i make sure i do it in perfect way so that i could get hired from a company um or reach that quality benchmark level which i have in my mind and um, so yeah it's, it's like a win win for me it's like it's not only i'm just chasing for the quantity it's like me i'm chasing for the quantity and the quality, quality. at the same time yeah it's that balance yeah, it's that yeah balance that you need to find between the two of them talking about like mid long term and short term goals you spoke a little bit about the eventual game perhaps or the ip that you're developing but even projecting further beyond that like 5 years 10 years do you do you ever spend time thinking about that far ahead or are you always focused on the task ahead of you right now no i used to have like a, a sort of vision like what do uh, i don't project that much like 10 years or something like that but i uh, i try to do it for 5 years or something mm-hmm. so which i done um for years back so i did said like okay what i want to do it in 2020 and what i want to do it in 2018 so but i never take take a look at that like uh, often but it's like okay like this year this is my goal and next year this is my goal uh, it can be out of your zone it's like but like why not we could like uh, um uh, imagine that right it's like uh, um so yeah it's like i try to uh, imagine for the next at least a minimum moment of 5 years like what i want to do okay. and um, and so that i can have like a it's a directions basically goals i, I it's like i know i'm like a big fan of goals but i i am big fan of progress and the system okay to achieve my goal so it's like uh, say like you have a goal what to work for this triple a game and um, that's a goal for 2 years then like what is your system then like how you break down that system okay what i want to do for next 3 months what i want to do for this end of this year okay do i 
okay, end of this year, do you want to go for a certain event so that I can show my works to the certain client or studio? So get noticed or like put your context out uh, frequently. So, so all the systems will aim you to that particular goal. So goal is just for the direction. So you're not like deviating on the, any other part. So if you, if, you, if you fix a goal, then plan your systems basically. And um, yeah, man. So yeah, definitely, definitely uh, thinking about like uh, more like what's what's next in the future. So I used to have like at least minimum of three years or five years goal. So mm -hmm. that I have a clear directions of where I'm heading off. Like for example, teaching is one of the the profession I'm I'm moving towards. Uh, and um, so that's what like for example, if I want to push into that directions. So which I already started of like doing my online mentorships. Yeah. So so this is a system, right? It's like if you want to do a in class uh, or a studio over here or school over here, then I need to work on that craft, right? So teaching is the craft and it's like I need to improve on that skill. That's why it's like I'm started doing online mentorships. So even so right now I have like a set of documents like, oh, this is what I want to plan for this amount of time or like uh, this week, what I want to teach to a students. So everything is like ready right now. Then now what's next? Like uh, what can I like deliver something new to the students? That's a, again, different task for me right now. It's like, I can't like just repeat the same stuff over and over and again, right? It's like, I want to bring new to the table, something. So that's where I, okay, I find my weakness over there. Okay, this is a skill I need to improve on my teaching area. So yeah, definitely a system and a goal uh, and a mission of like what you want to do next. It's like um, really, really important for sure. And concept art is like such a fast moving side of the industry where things are always changing. So even something from two years back almost becomes like an old, old technique at this point. So as a teacher, you always need to keep developing yourself. Definitely. It's like, um, so for example, like last year, I, I, um, I teached few artists and this year I teach few artists like definitely my workflow got changed. Mm -hmm. my, uh, my teaching got changed. I learned something new right now, like bringing new to the table, like, oh, okay, this is how I approached previously. And then I try to come, so them like, we can easily do it in this way and using this tools. And um, yeah, for sure, like we need to, we need to run, man. It's like, we need to keep this going on. Otherwise, like you'll be like stagnated and um, you can't survive in this industry. If you're not learning or updating yourself new. Yeah. Although it's sometimes almost so easy to fall into that level of complacency where maybe you have a certain steady paying job and you don't necessarily need to keep developing yourself all the time. And you feel like you're in this comfort zone, but eventually you realize a couple of years down the line that man, time has already passed by. You didn't really develop yourself. Yeah. I think um, I have seen many people uh, even in my uh, previous studios where uh, they do the same type of job for eight years. Uh, they never updated their portfolio or something. They say like, oh, okay, I'm getting paid very well. And um, we can't complain them. And uh, <laughs> if, if they feel like, uh, like this is enough, then that's it. They, that's true. It's like, if you, yeah, it's like, um, we can't complain them. And uh, for me, it's like, if I feel like I'm not growing as an artist, that's where I try to take decisions and taking risks and like moving forward in my life. And like end of the day, I want to paint and improve my craft. Like, okay, if I see my two years back or three years back sketches, like I, I, I try to compare them like, oh, okay, have I improved at least one percentage? Then if yes, then it's good. If not, then I need to put more effort. Nice. 
So earlier you were talking about some of the artists from One Pixel Brush who were some of your earliest inspirations. Apart from the field of concept art, are there any people that you look up to in terms of how they have developed their career or just general mindset and ethics? Man, yeah, for sure. Um, my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's it's not about like always an artist. So as I said earlier, it's like for me, I try to see things in more macro and micro level. So. So, for example, if you are like looking for inspiration, I never like look for like a beautiful landscapes or something. Sometimes my inspiration comes from the texture of the tree bark or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, being at that close, that's why it's like uh, um, for me, my father is like one of the biggest inspirations because the way he he like for him, he has like study or something. He has like a not bigger education or something, but the experience he learned through his craft is like some some people like learn through experience, some people like learn through studies, and uh, so the. The, he, the way he approached things really inspired me to uh, bring that knowledge of graphics. For example, the quality, he makes sure whatever job he does, he does it for perfections. Okay. So, so that's one of the key takeaways I can take. Like he's like completely in a different field. He's like, he's a driver and is like, uh, uh, he always says like, uh, okay, if I want to do a job, he always like goes a couple of hours early and, uh, and uh, like make sure like everything's set. And, um, so yeah, that's that's one of the good things. Like, uh, uh, don't be like so if you walk in a studio. Like, uh, people sometimes even come like very late to the studio. Yep. They say like, oh, um, they say like, I don't have a walkway, so that I'm coming late. It's like, no, but it's like, why can't you go that couple of hours early and like maybe you can do some personal pieces? So yeah, my inspiration comes from many area. Like, my wife is like another big inspiration, and she's like a concept artist too. Oh, and, okay, uh, I know that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, she started her career in like uh, as a journalist and, uh, and uh, she right now moves in the okay. and um, yeah, we, I started this career because of her and uh, and uh, she motivated me a lot and uh, I, I learned a lot from her daily basis. Uh, so she is where I learned from her a lot. Yeah, when I, I, I have struggled some things, like I go to her and say, oh, we approach this one. And uh, so yeah, um, apart from artist or I try to look up very close to different areas or even like uh, <clears throat> sometimes like a cook in a restaurant. Yeah. It's like the the, the plating they do, right? It's like it's like the the craft or having that plating is like really as important as food. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, taking taking that inspiration. So it's like, uh, that's where uh, the I can I can relate that to our our field where it's like punishing your layers. That's so if you want to for it's very funny yeah, that you mentioned you, that because that is one of my inspirations as well. Like the way that organization, yeah, like, organization is like as important like for example uh, uh, if you want to uh, um, work on your uh, PhD to other artists to work on on your image and if you have like a thousand layers or 200 layers which is like never named and uh, you can't work on that like mm-hmm. if you have like organized layers like it's like okay, it's clear for them to easily take that image and, uh, if you want to address some feedbacks he can do it or anyone can do it right so like organization is like another important and, uh, so yeah getting inspired from like uh, Surrounding us, like there are like a lot of things, man. Like uh, take a take a look about like more in mac- macro and micro level thing, and um, it's it's not about like creating beautiful art, but it's also like a uh, few few little things that adds up to your craft. That's where I when I when I finance, right, uh, management skills or like you know, organizing your stuff or uh, being more productive, especially like working as a freelance artist. Like uh, time is like crucial, I would say, and um, if you're like being random and uh, then it. 
So as I had mentioned at the start of the episode, due to some sort of a technical glitch, I wasn't able to record the last 10 minutes of the conversation. But I felt like there was still so much good information and knowledge that was shared by Satish. There's a lot that can be learned from this so far. And the last thing that we closed the conversation on basically was Satish once again talking about the importance of patience and consistency in pursuing your craft and how those two things combined together can give a good result and ensure a good longevity in terms of the way you're developing your skills and career. And he also definitely wanted to let everyone know that anybody who's wanting to reach out to him can definitely do so. And I will be providing his social media links in the show notes so you can always reach out to him. And with that, we are at the end of the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it and see you on the next one.